0: How did the Mariners do on day two of the draft? We'll tell you coming up here on the Locked On Mariners Podcast. Colby, hit it.
1: You are Locked On Mariners, your daily
0: Seattle Mariners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, Sailors. It is Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. This is Teddy Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners Podcast, brought to you by Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube. Or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show, the link, as well as our social accounts in the description of this episode so on this episode we are mostly going to be looking at day two of the draft for the Mariners we'll also maybe give you some quick thoughts on what they've done so far on day three of the draft as we're recording this uh, the Mariners have made five picks today uh, and they have five picks left on day three to round out their uh, draft boss which uh, I really like I like how it's shaping up not necessarily in love with it yet but we'll see so far, though, I like it. Uh, we're also going to get Joe Doyle of Future Star series on the show tomorrow to uh, to break it all down as well. So look forward to that. Uh, so, Colby, I think we should just go through this chronologically. Uh, the Mariners started yesterday by selecting uh, Wake Forest right-handed pitcher Teddy McGraw at the 92nd pick in the third round. Uh, McGraw uh, entered the season with first-round grades from a lot of places. Um, he was expected to, to potentially go back into the first round, maybe competitive balance rounds, somewhere in that range. Uh, but he ended up finishing the season uh, with an elbow issue. Uh, there's some reports out there that say that he's undergone two Tommy John surgeries. He didn't finish his high school career because he had Tommy John surgery in his senior season. Um, and they say that it's Tommy John again, but I was listening to Jason Churchill, friend of the show, Jason Churchill's uh, Baseball Things podcast uh, this morning, and he says that it's, it's not specifically Tommy John that he had, the procedure on his elbow. It was more, I, I think they put a brace in the elbow or something like that. So technically hasn't had Tommy John twice, but still a lot of concern there with the elbow. What do you think about McGraw now that uh, you've had a, a day to sit on it?
1: Yeah, um, certainly an interesting pick. There is a high reliever risk here, um, mostly because of the uh, the surgeries. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty explosive stuff. It, it doesn't sound like it's um, stuff that's going to prevent him from being a, a major league starter. Um, you know, mid-90s, upper-90s fastball with some run, really good slider, uh, change up that flashes above average at times. Uh, the question is, you know, can he stay healthy? Does he have the durability? Can he throw strikes? Um, those are kind of the, the issues, but based on what I can tell, pretty good athlete. It's the kind of lump of clay the Mariners like to work with. Uh, they'll absolutely send him out as a starter, uh, they're not going to put him in the bullpen right away. There's no reason to do that. So, they'll send him out as a starter. Um, if he was healthy, he'd probably head to Modesto, depending on how many innings he had thrown. Uh, but he's not. So, I, I don't think you'll see him this year. Uh, so probably being Modesto for most of next year. and. Uh, he's definitely a, a high, you know, high variance arm, but he's probably top 10 in terms of Mariner prospect ranks just based on the raw stuff alone. Um, you know, like for me, if I'm banking on Emerson Hancock or Teddy McGraw to be an impact starting pitcher, I'm, I'm picking McGraw uh, despite all those problems. If you're asking me which one's more likely to remain a starter. I'd say Hancock. So I I think there's some, you know, some really good traits here, but it is a bit of a risk. Um, And, you know, the Mariners are kind of banking on their pitching development to help him throw more strikes in there. And they're banking on their medical team to really nail his his medical report. So uh, we'll see if it works out. It's a bit of a risk, but it is a a highly talented player that, like you said, probably was going to go in the top 30 if he hadn't gotten hurt. So, uh, yeah, it's a really interesting pick. Uh there is some risk to it, but uh, you know, I, I think the the floor is probably, you know, upper nineties hard slider reliever. So seventh, eighth, ninth, any type of guy. So a little bit of risk uh that he doesn't return third round value, but pretty good chance that he's a reliever at the yeah. at the very least.
0: Potential for some great value here at pick ninety two, and you know, if anything, a decent chance that he's a high leverage reliever for you. So uh Coming in at uh, number 124 in the fourth round, the Mariners went back to the uh, prep circuit. Uh, I got prep outfielder Aiden Smith out of Texas. Um, He's a guy that was in the pipeline top 100, uh, just made the cut of Joe Doyle's top 200. Uh, Interested to see what he signs for. And the Mariners have obviously reportedly allocated quite a bit of funds to signing Colt Emerson and Johnny Farmello. So interested to see how much money they had left uh, to make the move on Smith and how much he's going to ultimately command. But what do you think about Aiden Smith?
1: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting pick. Um, He kind of surged up draft boards late uh, in the process. So, um, you know, that's kind of just explains why there's a disparity on other boards about how to feel about Smith, but, you know, he's, you know 63 he's a good runner he's got great raw power um you know pretty good shot he can, he can stay in center field uh my profile better in right uh at least defensively but yeah he's a really interesting guy it, it's kind of similar to the the Pete uh scenario where it's like this is all upside uh, you're trusting uh Justin Tool and, and the rest of the Mariners player development to really get the most out of the bat and then you're going to let his athleticism uh, you know, give him a good shot to stay up the middle. But if he can't, if he has to move to a corner outfield spot, that's fine because what you're really drafting here are the bats are the bat. And it's, it's a toolsy kid. Um, like I said, he's a really good runner. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think they look at Aiden Smith and they see a, a guy who can put on more good weight. He's a good athlete. He can maybe stay up the middle. Uh, I think they see a guy who could, you know, be an, an up the middle middle of the order bat which is amongst the rarest things in all baseball. So you get why they took a shot on him. Um, I'll be interested to see what the number comes in at uh, because it it would seemingly indicate that they're going significantly over slot to get him. Yeah. He's, he's a very toolsy kid. Um, You know, I I think again, I haven't sat down and done ranks yet, but he'll probably end up in the top 15 of what is becoming a a really good system again. So uh, yeah, he's an interesting guy uh, you know, Mississippi state commit. That's, that's a good, that's a good, good program. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of talent here. Uh, but it's just a lot of attention. He had got, he had a lot of helium uh, on the back end of this. And, uh, yeah, I, I think there were some teams that were maybe scared off by assignability, but the Mariners aren't taking him if they don't know right. what the number is and if they don't know that they can get to that number. So uh, I'm really not concerned that he's going to sign or not. Overall, it's it's uh, it's another lottery ticket shot. And in the fourth round, this is where you want to take those shots. You want Walter Ford, A.J. Izzy, uh, you know, types like that. And this guy certainly has the upside uh, on the offensive side, as somebody like Walter Ford did when the Mariners took him.
0: So those are the two big names, uh, Smith and McGraw from the Day 2 Hall. We'll get into the rest of Seattle's Day 2 Hall in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked on Mariners podcast is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. And with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem promo code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Uh, So we're diving into the Day 2 haul of the Seattle Mariners for the 2023 MLB Draft. We just talked about Teddy McGraw and Aiden Smith, their third and fourth round selections. Uh, Now we go to Round 5, where they selected middle infielder out of Wichita State, Brock Rodden a junior who feels very much cut from the same cloth as Caden Polkovich, yeah. Hogan Windish. A mm-hmm. lot of these guys at the Mariners have, you know, a lot of these advanced college middle infielders that the, the Mariners have drafted over the last couple of years in the mid round. So what do you think about Rod?
1: Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Uh, probably. he's certainly a better athlete than Windish. Um, probably not quite as good of an athlete as Polkovich. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it sounds like he can definitely play second base. Uh, so there's really no issue about whether or not he can stay up the middle. Uh, not a lot of, not a lot of natural power. He's a smaller guy as uh, my understanding, and he, he can get to power on the pole side, but he really has to sell out for it. So to me, it reads more as kind of a utility profile, play a little second, play a little left, play a little right, maybe some third, um, you know, shortstop in a pinch and, and you kind of hope that the, the bat takes over. But my understanding is there's not a lot of natural power here. He has to create a lot of it uh, because again, he is a smaller player. So, you know, it's an interesting guy. I don't think this is a top, you know, 20 guy in the Mariners system. Uh, But there's certainly some tools here. and, And if he can stay up the middle and he can play a solid second base, which most people seem to think he can, then, he doesn't need to be amazing with the bat, right? He just needs to be roughly an average major league hitter to be an everyday major league player. Uh, But that's, you know, not really what you're looking for in the fifth round. You're looking for traits. You're looking for something you can develop. Uh, So I think it's an interesting pick. Uh, I think this is probably, probably, well, no, I was going to say maybe the lowest upside play of, you know, day two, Uh but I think there's one more that's a little bit lower upside, but it's an interesting guy. And, you know, Polkovich, we know the Mariners really like Pol- Polkovich when they took him. That hasn't really worked out so far. Polkovich got hurt. He hasn't really made those leaps necessary. So maybe this is a second shot at, at that Polkovich profile that they like. Um, we know the Mariners would really like to find a Marwin Gonzalez type. They just haven't really been able to, to you know, draft and develop that guy yet. So maybe yeah. this is their shot.
0: Yeah, Phil's kind of Brock Holtish, Eric yeah. Sogard, mm-hmm. that same vein. Yeah
1: yeah i like the brock hole call uh
0: in the sixth round the mariners took uh possibly my favorite <laughs> pick of day oh, two yeah. brady hop or brody rather hopkins out of winthrop a right-handed pitcher who was also their starting center fielder for a while
1: uh this is an insane athlete right chloe yeah, you know, if you look, it's not too hard to find. There's video of him scoring from second base on a sacrifice bunt in which he leaps over the catcher to land on top of home plate to score the run, uh, and that's what he's worst at is being an offensive player. He's actually much better on the mound. It is just filthy stuff on the mound. Um, so, yeah, this is a really intriguing player. I know a lot of people will look at it and they'll say, oh, he's you know a two-way player. No, no, he's not um like he he was in college but no now he is a pitcher and a pretty interesting one i think he's gonna end up my guess is he's gonna end up in your top 12 like i I think you're just gonna the more you learn about this guy you're gonna you're gonna fall in love with him i'm just gonna force
0: it no matter what
1: (laughs) yeah i think you will i I honestly i think you will uh but it makes some sense you know it's it's kind of a he's got here's the deal right it's got deception and velocity the fastball does. So it's kind of a unique arm slot, fastball mid to upper nineties. It's, it's a two seamer, which spoiler alert is going to be a common theme throughout the, the Mariners draft picks. Uh, It's a sinker, heavy sinker, nasty slider combo. Uh, And you know, there there's some feeling that he might be able to start. I I think overwhelmingly with any pitcher drafted, the odds are they end up in the bullpen. That's just how you play the numbers. If you're going to make a bet, every pitcher drafted ends up in the bullpen, right? That's just kind of how you go. So especially in the sixth round, but there's a shot he could start. Like we said, he's an excellent athlete, probably the best athlete that Seattle drafted. And that's not a shot when you consider they took Farmelo and Typeed guys. Yeah, I was going to say over Pete. Yeah, this guy, this this guy's running 40 yard dashes at like four or five and then doing backflips at the end of them. Like this guy's impressive. Okay. He, do I, he jumped over a catcher to score from second he, on a sacrifice bunt. He,
0: he did indeed. He did indeed. So, is it is there any chance you think that he could like they could Michael Lorenzen him at the big no, league level, like no. late game defensive think, substitution, pinch runner,
1: maybe in like extreme situations? But a sure. he's got to get to the big leagues first. But I don't think so. I don't think the Mariners are going to be huge on the whole. You know, let's find a dual player thing. Now, obviously, Otani is the outlier and all that stuff, but. Right. They did try, they were gonna try with remember they signed some Oh yeah. They were yeah, like the oh, guy he's from, uh, try the, from the Angels weeks. organization. Yeah. And then like name? they released him like two weeks later. Is like it was not Stewart. Um I feel like it was Cole something, Colt something, but yeah. Anyways. I know
0: exactly uh, who you're talking about. I just yeah, they, they, they thought they were name. gonna try
1: that and then yeah. they're like, Yeah, never mind. So I don't know then they haven't gone back to it since. So I think they're probably just gonna stick him in the bullpen or in, well, he'll start you know, he'll go out as a starter um, and they'll see what they can do. But yeah, it, it's 98 to a hundred with a nasty slider. Uh, the fastball has ro- uh, run to a lot of run to it. Like it is just a heavy sinker inside at 98 with a wipeout slider. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, ultimately he's probably going to be a reliever, a high leverage one at that, but yeah, I wouldn't shut the door on him starting completely. Um, and there's, more than enough athleticism to get him in a repeatable delivery that allows him to throw plenty of strikes, which isn't really an issue right now. So this is a really interesting guy and, and certainly top 20, uh, for me, I, I, I'm gonna, I would bet, bet a lot that he ends up much higher on ties ranks than mine. mind, but this is a really fun project. And, uh, this is a guy that I'm going to be following, uh, throughout the minors. Cause there's a lot of fun traits with Brody and
0: in the seventh round, the Mariners took one of two pitchers now in their draft class from Campbell University. Right handed pitcher, and let's all be adults about this, guys Ty Cummings. Colby, what do you think about Ty Cummings? Okay, be adult, be adult.
1: Um, so remember, we're unlocked on, not CTZ. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, so here's the deal uh, with this particular pick it's a reliever. Like I, I think we can say this guy's a reliever. There's really no doubt about it, but, and again, stay with me here. Mid to upper nineties, two seam sinking fastball with a wipeout slider. Ah. What? I, I know. Right. Um. So yeah, it's almost it's, as if the Mariners had a type entering this draft. I mean, did they, did we see day three? It, 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 I don't know, but yeah, it is a high spin rate fastball. That is up to 97. Um, it's, it's Justin Topa guys. I don't know what to tell you. This is Justin Topa's profile, like word for word. It is a hard, it is a hard sinker that he can throw into the mid and upper nineties with a wipe out two plane slider that gets plenty of swings and misses. When you do put him in play, it's going to be on the ground. Um, so yeah, obviously there's some more work to do. Uh, he's got to stay out of the middle of the plate better than he has so far. Uh, but the stuff is—he's Justin Topa light. Like, there's really just no better way to explain who he is. Kind of a, kind of a, you know, it's—it's it's guy who's going to strike you out or you're going to hit the ball on the ground. It's Justin right. Topa. Like at the end of the day, Ty Cummings is Justin Topa in two years. Right.
0: The mayor's bullpen in 2026 is going to be eight <laughs> Justin Topas, including Pretty maybe much. Justin Topa himself
1: eight justin topas including andres Munoz, who's now throwing a two-seamer right he's also
0: now he's also now justin topa the
1: two-seamer is the new cutter
0: (laughs) it really is it really has become that yeah uh in the eighth round uh the mariners drafted ryan hawks great name out of louisville another righty he's justin topa
1: i don't like (laughs) He's, he's also just a, a two seamer yeah. and a slider, maybe a bit more Paul Seawald than Justin Topa. Uh, but yeah, he's it's the same thing that the Mariners have a type. Uh, but first of all, yes, Haw- Hawks is a great name, Go for Hawks. a reliever. Yeah, exactly, especially in Seattle. Uh, so yeah, it's it's again, it's Justin Topa, it, it just it is. So I, I, the Mariners. <sighs> I, I just, I don't know how to explain it. Cause like basically every pitcher we talk about from here on out, just imagine we're talking about Justin Topa, except for one guy who I don't even know what we're going to talk about today. And the only reason he's not Justin Topa is because he's a lefty. He's James Pazzo. So yeah, uh, this is a guy who's, you know, pretty interesting as well. Here's the interesting thing about Hawks though, is mm-hmm. while he does have the two seamer, it's not a slider. It's the changeup. The changeup is his best pitch. Now he does have a slider, and I'm sure the Mariners will work on him with that. But in reality, Tox is more of a fastball uh, changeup guy, uh, who also works from kind of a unique arm slot. So, yeah, um, I I do wonder if maybe the Mariners might send him out to see if he can start because with the arm slot, if he can maintain velocity, if he can maintain control for multiple innings that's a unique look that nobody else in the majors is going to have. And and the fastball changeup combo is a lot rarer than fastball breaking Mm. ball coming out of college. So, you know, if I had like, who's not a Justin Topa guy, who's probably ends up in the bullpen. It's kind of Hawks, but in reality, it's the same role. You just swap out the slider for a good changeup and it's the same guy. (laughs) The Mariners have a type. Uh, And this is really the only one whose type is changeup over slider. But yeah, Ryan Hawks is a, is a fun, uh, you know, awesome name. First of all, Go Hawks writes itself. And and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's, I have a hard time imagining he's not like a really just solid middle reliever at the end of the day. And it's spelled exactly how you would think, by the way,
0: yep. H-A-W-K-S, Ryan Hawks, Go Hawks. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got a couple more guys to go over from day two, and then we'll touch upon day three in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On marriage podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills. How to set boundaries and empower you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't feel that your match is suitable for you, no worries. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel slash locked on LockedOnMLB. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Uh, We're wrapping up our look at day two of the draft for your Seattle Mariners. And we'll talk a little bit about day three, what they've done so far. I think they've now made their 16th round pick. Yes, Mm -hmm. they have Caleb Call, third baseman out of Arkansas. We'll uh, talk about what they've done on day three in a moment here. But uh, let's go to round nine, what they did in round nine. Another great name here. So the Mariners have drafted R.J. Shrek, outfielder out of Vanderbilt. He is old. He is going to turn 23 years old tomorrow. Happy birthday, R.J. and welcome to Seattle. But you are on the older side for a prospect. Uh, so, is there anything here, Colby? Because I, I can't lie, I'm—I don't want to be ageist, but I see a 23-year-old just now entering the organization, and I go, that is minor league depth
1: um well first of all if you don't want to be ages don't just just don't be Be, just Um, don't be
0: ages but i'm just gonna do it anyway
1: i just like for me i'm sitting here going like what is what's wrong with being 23 i don't but anyways uh so here's the deal with with shrek right again great name Mm -hmm. uh we'll have to like rank the names with joe tomorrow like give us your top five names not a ton of great names but some good ones some good ones no 80s i would say no 80s, but... Shrek is really close. Is it, though? Is it? Um, but anyways, yeah, Shrek might be able to hit a little bit. Uh, so, you know, it's it's decent bat uh-huh. speed. Um, there is some pop there as well. It does an okay job recognizing pitches. He'll take walks. Um, you know, again, not a great athlete. Definitely a corner guy, if that, even. So kind of a, a narrow path to the big leagues, which, as you know, Ty, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, in draft profiles, I like guys who have multiple avenues to, to help your big league club and, and Shrek really doesn't, um, kind of, when I read the profile kind of reminded me of like Seth Smith Mm -hmm. a little bit where it's just, you know, might hit some righties, might have some pop, draw some walks in the outfield. And, and, you know, he's a part timer. I, I think that's probably, uh, how I would view Shrek, but you never know. Um, you know, the Mariners have taken shots on guys who are just bats and, and, hasn't really worked out, but you know, we'll see if if maybe Shrek's a difference, but I don't, I don't see a major leaguer here, um, or at least not a a full-time major leaguer. And, and so it's, it's a little tough to get excited about that, but you never know, you know, the, the numbers are there for Shrek. Uh, you know, he certainly hit well in college. Um, he does have some, some good power. Um, he does have some, you know, pitch recognition skills. So, it's you know it's it's a lump of clay that you're gonna try and develop, um, but yeah, I think this is more just like you're taking shots at this point yeah. because you like your draft basically is gonna be decided by how you, the four prep guys you took, how right. they develop. So yeah, you're taking shots on this right now, and and there's a honestly there's a shot that Shrek you know goes to, uh goes to Everett right away because of his sure. age. Um, and because you know you're not really concerned of, you're just you just want to see the bat right that that's all you're really concerned about so probably get some run in modesto at the very least uh this summer but i wouldn't be shocked even into the year in everett and they kind of look at him as like a a fast track guy because again you're not hoping to make him something he's not and he's no. probably just a a strong side platoon player at the ceiling so
0: i i just i i see his age i see his profile and i go that's spencer packard that's trent tinglestad that's spencer
1: know. packard's got a little bit of uh yeah more, a
0: so la- more so last year yeah, he, yeah he's yeah, had yeah. A, he's had an okay year this year um th- that said you know shrek is you know a vanderbilt guy right that's one of the best programs in the country so
1: um, um i think he was transferring to vanderbilt was he transferring to Vanderbilt? I think he was at North Carolina for a couple. I know uh, this might say been year that one. they say yeah, this, that
0: he was drafted out of Vanderbilt.
1: Yeah, this might have been year one. I think he was a he was a transfer, but this is year right. one. Um, honestly, you know when I read about it, kind of reminds me of Zach Deloach minus the athleticism, which ugh, which is why you're ninth round that, pick. And, and yeah,
0: you're you're not really selling me on this. <laughs>
1: uh, says the guy who wants Zach Deloach up over Sam Haggerty. Okay, interesting. I mean. Anyways, yeah. moving yeah. on. We can get, we get have that conversation if you time. want. Yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right, round 10. Uh, the final pick of day two for the Mariners was Jared Sundstrom out of uh, UC Santa Barbara, a uh, senior sign, outfielder, uh, pick number 307 in this draft. Uh, what do you think about Sundstrom?
1: I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's org depth. Um Yeah. Again, anytime the Mariners take somebody, they're pretty good at this player development thing. You never know, right? Guy might pop, but you know he was sure. all Big West, um, so neat. But yeah, I, I don't have much on him. He's just kind of, just kind of a dude. He reminds me of like Spencer Packard. Like you're just kind of like, yeah, you know, you take a shot. Maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. Or you know. Kind of Hogan Windish ish, dish ish, Windish ish, but sure. Yeah. I mean, like, so you take a shot on him, he's a better athlete than Windish at the very least. So that's good. Um, you know, he's got some tools. It, it's a uh, right handed, you know, righty righty. Um, there might be above average raw power. He's definitely, definitely more of a corner guy, a uh, corner outfield guy, I think. And yeah, you know, you, not a not a huge CTZ guy, and this is all I was able to pull on him. Like nobody has any information on this guy. Some natural right-handed power, uh, swings hard. He's very aggressive early in the counts. He's a pretty good athlete, but he's definitely more of a corner outfielder than anything else. So that's all I got, unfortunately. Yeah. So hopefully Joe has more on him.
0: Uh, so we've pretty much filled our time for the show, but uh, let's let's quickly look at what the Mariners have done so far on day three. Again, they've made one, two, three, four, five, six picks today. Uh, Brandon Garcia, lefty out of Texas, A&M, Logan Evans, righty out of Pittsburgh, Elijah Dale, righty out of Illinois State, Ernie Day, righty out of Campbell. So that's the second Campbell pick along with Ty Cummings. Uh, Carson Jones, uh, senior outfielder out of Virginia Tech, and then Caleb a uh, third baseman out of Arkansas. That's who they picked so far on the day three. Early,
1: early word on Callie is that he is a big boy who Ooh. has tremendous power, but he's a DH I, I, only. So I little Charlie Welch, maybe.
0: Okay. I mean, yeah. That's a little, a little bit different because Charlie Welch was like a career pinch hitter.
1: I mean, yeah, but he could also catch, and, and this guy yeah doesn't sound like he cannot he like no yeah, uh interesting yeah, yeah. the Mariners haven't taken a catcher in this draft pretty surprised by that honestly yeah, yeah. um you know
0: you always, like even just from an org depth yeah to you, like you a, an guys. andy Tom, like an andy thomas type
1: of sure pick. like i'm surprised need. they haven't made that matt schaefer sheffler uh the guy the kid from auburn they signed as an undrafted free agent a few yeah. years ago yeah uh the guy they traded for uh tyler anderson uh the 11th rounder carter benz carter yeah david Benuelos. like usually they draft a catcher at some point um but they haven't done that yet and and you know you know there's there's plenty of org depth catchers out there but a little unusual clearly uh,
0: brody hopkins is going to be
1: catching he's gonna catch his own pitches he's that (laughs) athletic um Yeah, by the way, just quick scouting report on all these guys. If they're a right-handed pitcher. It's a sinker and a slider and a pretty good one with some good uh, you know, data to back it up. If you're a left-handed pitcher, you throw hard, but the fastball is straight. It's easy to track. It gets hit around. You have a nice slider, so you're James Pazos. Um, and if you're a bat, if you're a bat that was drafted, you have one tool, and the Mariners are really hoping they can get a second one out of you to make you a part-time player. Right. The end.
0: Yeah, a lot of spin rate. A lot yeah. of spin right here <laughs> a lot of sink- spin rates
1: a lot of heavy sinker <laughs> slider guys yeah
0: so yeah that uh that about sums it up i mean day three the hit rate is so low even now that we're at you know you get 20 rounds league instead league- of 40
1: yeah yeah if you get one big league contributor for like one season out of these 10 picks it was a good day three
0: yeah so we'll see you know some interesting guys. I mean, hey, Darren Bowen was a 13th round pick last mm-hmm. year. We've seen him sure. raise his ceiling oh, a bit here.
1: One of these guys will absolutely pop in yeah. the next calendar year. That's no, no question about that. Um, by the way, one other thing that I, somebody noted, I can't remember who, but I thought it was funny. Mariners 11th round picks recently. Usually they take a guy that like people have heard of, and not really this year, but um, mm-hmm. in fact, so much so that Joe Doyle had no idea who the 11th round pick was, which, and, which is crazy. Cause he pitches, he pitches in the FEC, <laughs> he pitches at Texas A&M, which is an elite yeah. baseball program. So, yeah. but uh, it's funny people had mentioned it in the past, the Mariners have turned their 11th round picks into Jake Bowers, Carlos Santana, and one other player because uh, Tyler Anderson, Tyler Anderson. Yeah. So yeah, whoever they take in the 11th round, they will trade within the next calendar year for a like major league bench guy or our back end starter Chills. So.
0: Brandon Garcia for
1: Lars Newbar sure Chills. it's Chills. that makes more sense in some of the trades I've seen but that, that's a fair point
0: all right I think that's gonna do it for us anything else you want to add before we hop out of here all right nope. that's gonna do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on the lockdown Mariners podcast for Colby Patnode, I'm tight Gonzalez. be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez it's C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z colby at cpat11 that's cpat11 follow us on instagram and tiktok as well over at locked on mariners that's one word locked on mariners we're also now on threads you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode thank you again for making us your first listen have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow peace